Hello everybody, welcome to Phil and Myself. My name is Philip Jackson and I'm your host, and let's get started. so sorry for such a long time in between this episode and the last episode. I'm sorry I haven't been doing what I'm supposed to do, but it's been crazy busy uh, in my life the past couple weeks, even before all of this corona stuff was going on. Um, I had pretty much two weeks of midterms, and then because two of my classes are only eight-week classes and not full semester classes even before the corona, my finals week was actually the same week as my spring break week, which followed the two weeks of midterm weeks that I had. So it was really crazy. I had literally three, almost four straight weeks of just papers and exams and stuff like that so if you're in school you feel my pain if you're in grad school you even more feel my pain so i am sorry about that but we are back we're here now i promise we won't let another gap like that go on i really missed you guys honestly like it was so sad i had so many things that i knew i wanted to do wanted to talk about but of course i couldn't because of school so I'm here, I'm back now, and let's get started. So first, before we get into the second part of the interview that I had with my friend Kristen, first, if you have not listened to part one, pause right now, I won't be upset. Go listen to the last episode, just because you need to know what's going on, and if you already did listen to it, go listen to it again, just because it's been a minute, and maybe you didn't remember everything we talked about. So go listen to that. So this episode, we're going to get more into Kristen's life and kind of her perspectives and things and uh, situations that she's had in her life with her husband Jared so make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you guys are listening today we're active on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and SoundCloud so if you're using any of those three make sure that you go ahead and subscribe so you don't have to go look for us each week that we drop an episode you'll get those automatic updates so make sure that you guys are uh, tuned in there and then let's just jump right into it. met Jared at Valdosta right and so I think it's interesting that you talk about you get to school and you meeting so many different like types of black people right and then you start dating a white boy yeah (laughs) (laughs) so actually this is kind of my what happened with me how I ended up with Jared um I was very much after my experience at Harrison um I experienced a lot of kind of racial things um there it was more than just percussion there was a few different instances but whatever i i got to valdosta there was a lot of black people around and i was able to connect with them and like have this experience so i actually i dated a lot of different black people Mm -hmm. and 
and uh, well, as much as you can your freshman year, first semester, I guess. Right. <laughs> but like, I, I was able to experience that, and I never had before. Right. But for some reason, even though like I was like, oh man, I have the chance to date a black person. Um, I, I never had a boyfriend or anything until I got to college. Right. Like I didn't have anybody during high school, so um, yeah, I was I, I was able to have those experiences. But for some reason, they just they was playing like they <laughs> they were playing with me. They were playing with my emotions. So um, <laughs> Jared <laughs> Jared came around and uh, he was so sweet and genuine. And it was not even about color. It was just the fact that here's a guy who actually cares, wants to take me out, wants to hang out with me, wants to like get to know me. And he's not playing. Right. You know? It's real. It like, feels like yeah, he really real. wants to like get to know you. And... Yeah, and I was hesitant from, you know, my experience in high school. I was like, do I really want to date a white guy? Let's try it out. I've never even had a real boyfriend before, you know? Right. So let's try it. What's the and... worst that could happen is we're in the same situation we're in now, you know? Right. And now here we are. We're married, you know? been together for like seven years now yeah i I remember when you guys first got together like i remember meeting jared for the first time and like yeah damien was there we were like at chili's or something yeah and i remember that i remember when he came over to your house for the first time and met your parents me and damien were there and we were both like oh how's this gonna go like he's meeting the family and stuff like i remember that like i remember so like what were some things early in your relationship that you guys had to like figure out in terms of like dating interracially you know what I mean was there like a learning curve on either side like that you had to learn about him and well, him about you know you? at first it was just like strictly like we like each other and right. that's all that needs to be said right? right but then you start getting into it like okay you're gonna meet my family and stuff well you need to understand black people but he's such an understanding guy so it didn't really take a lot like it was just you know it's people you know people are people and, and just be yourself right. and don't be a dick and like, <laughs> to be really uh, the model for everybody right right um there's actually one moment because jared he makes knives or he used to in high school mm-hmm. um that was his big thing so he was trying to i guess impress my my dad and he was like I- i'll show him a knife that i made i was like yeah that's a great idea okay. <laughs> <laughs> he comes to the cookout or whatever <laughs> And he has this knife in his back pocket, and it, he has a sheath on it and everything. Like, it's it's all made by him, mm-hmm. and he's so proud of it. And my mom was like, well, the guys, it's my, my dad, my uncle, and my grandpa are all on the back porch. She's like, yeah, go out there and show it to them. And he's like, yeah. He didn't he walk, walk out, out with it out already, did he? <laughs> no, he oh. pulled it out his pocket. He pulled it out his pocket and pulled it out the sheath, and you're like, yo, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
I was like, oh no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a handshake. So, uh, I but sometimes, like, handshakes are so dad. weird because, like, dudes will grab your fingers before you, like, get to the full handshake yeah, and the stuff. Palm, the meat of it, yeah, the like, palm, the Yeah. People, <laughs> sometimes ahead. people go in too soon and it's, like, awkward. So, yeah. like, sometimes your you thumb, can't judge. Your thumb has to lock right here. Right. Like, your thumb has to lock with theirs and then you grab and then the you hand. Grab, that's yeah. a good handshake right <laughs> <laughs> so like when my dad told me that i was like shit so immediately got on the phone like the next time you see my dad you need to grab his hand like hard as fuck like i don't care break his fucking fingers right <laughs> do too much this time <laughs> have a firm handshake and he did it again and if you did it and you shook his hand i was like was it firm enough he's like no i'm not asking like, <laughs> 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 so that's like that was like the second time i was like hey was it like yeah it was okay it was good it was like okay improvement it was better okay cool yeah it was cool but like my parents um they liked him and um and jared is very much about family so he really wanted our parents to meet okay um so we met at olive garden and i just remember my mom like do we have to like meet them like how long have y'all been dating like a year your mom cracks me the fuck uh she's such a savage (laughs) i know she's such a savage and i was just like yeah like he really wants to mom she's like i don't like i don't care about them like why do i have to go meet them but um it ended up being like really great dinner we all got to sit down and talk and like you know and it was really good. And from then on, like, anytime we have, like, a family thing, we always invite his parents. Whether they come or not, like, they're always invited. So we've had Christmas, Thanksgivings, like, all that stuff together. Um, so it's just, it's different. It's very situational when it comes to interracial relationships. And family is very important. If your families are at odds in an interracial relationship, it's it's probably going to be kind of volatile to the relationship. Right. Yeah, um, there's like little things you know about his family that he, you know, that are kind of learning curves, like they're Trump supporters or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's something that that topic doesn't really come up a lot. Right. My parents are definitely Democrats, right. so they kind of stray away from that topic because you don't want any like bad blood or anything. necessarily about like white culture and grow and like being in like a white household that like were shocking or surprising to you it was different because his family's kind of i don't i don't even know how to describe this his mom is from africa like she grew up in liberia okay. she's a missionary's kid oh. a missionary kid she's not originally from there anything, right but that's where she grew up for i guess i think it's either eight I think eight years, the first eight years of her life, she lived in Africa. Okay. Um, so she has so, an interesting perspective already. Right. I think the biggest thing that um, with me and Jared is for him standing up against racism if he hears it. Mm-hmm. He's never had to do that before. Right. But now he has me, and we're going to have children one day, you know, he ha- he has to do that. Right. So um, has he been in that situation yet, where like someone yeah, said something there was to the a two? Small of you? One, okay. Um, on New Year's um, Eve, 
there was a small situation. Um, I went to a friend's uh, little Gatsby party. Okay. And, oh, I remember um, your pictures from that. Y'all looked great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, but um, I was invited by a friend to go, so I didn't know anybody else there. Um, I think they're like half Hispanic, mm-hmm. um, most of them, but but the majority of the people there, like the people who like threw the party, it was her cousin or whatever, but the people who came were white. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were playing charades, and we were all on different teams. There was like four different teams, and one of the teams came up, and I think he was trying to describe a blackboard. Um, and he was trying to describe the color black. Please don't tell me he pointed at you. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it was very like it was very it's innocent, innocent yeah. just trying to win the game. It's just so it, awkward. It, I was the only black person there. Yes. Uh, so what happened so was, like, when he when he was trying to describe it, he started pointing at me. People were looking at me, and they're like, "What is he trying to say?" And I was like, "Oh." So I was very vocal at that point. I was like, "Oh, so you're trying to? Oh, I know what he's trying to say." And they're like, "Like, oh, you're trying to say black, huh?" You know, what I said yeah. it, and um, everyone's just like, "Oh no, he wouldn't do that. That's not that's not correct or whatever." And uh-huh. of course, it was right. the case. And they were all gasping. Everyone came up and apologized to me. It was just really awkward. Yeah. Like I, I didn't want any apologies or anything from people. Like maybe him, but like, not, like not like. You don't want people's like, sympathy. I didn't want to attract attention to the fact that I was the only black person at this party. Right. And that's what he did at the very beginning of the party. So yeah. I was, I was really like, kind of like uncomfortable, but I was still kind of I was there already. Like, it took us like an hour and a half to get there. Like we're not gonna just leave, you know. So you know, I was it was playing nice. Um, but then I was like, nah, fuck that, I need to confront this guy. So I went up to him and I was like, hey, um, we need to talk. He's already kind of fucked up. So I was like, yeah, let's go into the kitchen. Let's go talk real quick. And he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, yo, you can't do that shit. You can't point at me. I'm the only black person here. You know how uncomfortable that made me? And he's like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you can't do that shit. Some other person, you do that shit too. That shit would have popped off and ruined the whole party. Right. Would have caused the scene. Everybody would have caused uncomfortable. I'm not that type of person. I'm gonna confront you directly, but like in private, because I don't want to ruin no one else's fun. Really, it, right. it was a fine party, but um, you can't do that shit no more. So I had an honest conversation. He apologized. Like I'm sorry, bro. I was like, okay, well now you gotta take a shot with me. Right. But I was <laughs> I'm so proud of really you for doing that because so many people I feel like wouldn't one, and then two, like you said, a lot of people would have been aggressive about it. And I like that you were still, like, serious. You were like, hey, come talk. But you also were like, but it doesn't define who we are. You know what I mean? You made a mistake. I feel like, as a black person, I should acknowledge it. Um, But that doesn't mean we can't still, like, be friends as long as you know that that's not okay. And, like, you invited him to take a shot with you. Like, I'm happy you handled that that way instead of the alternate way. Well, the the thing was was that uh, I made him take the shot with me because I knew he was already fucked up. And I knew that shot to put him over the edge. And we, so it was like your little revenge. It was like, it was let's my just fuck it. Revenge. Up. I know that's really evil, but no, I mean, it'd be like that. <laughs> you can't, you can't a week. Well, 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 <laughs> regardless of the revenge, I still think that you handled that in the best way. You know. Yeah. Um. But I say that story to tell you, like, when we were driving back in the car, I told Jared, it's like, Jared, like, I feel like maybe that could have been an opportunity for you to have said something. Right. 
so like I it can't just be me standing up for me anymore we're we're a couple so I need you to stand up like he stands up for me but like it's different in a racial sense well and like we said earlier I feel like a lot of white people are just scared to address that because they've never had to and I feel like they, they either, whether it's they don't know how or they don't know the best way to go about doing it, but I feel like a lot of people really just kind of like, they don't want to make it worse. It's almost like for me, it's kind of like when, when someone tells me like a family member passed away, I don't always know what to say. Like, I don't know if you want comfort. I don't know if you like want me to be upset with you. Do you want me to tell you it's going to be fine? Do you want me to let you be sad for a second? Do you want me to let you kind of like take it in? You know, and I feel like for people in that situation, like when white people are confronted with that situation, I feel like it's kind of the same way. Do you want me to fight for you? Do you want me to let you handle it? Because you're an independent black woman. Like, I don't want to step on your toes. Right. You, you know, so I feel right. like sometimes they no, just had like... to have that conversation, though. I was like, right. okay, like, I, and I, I totally get that, that point of it. But I'm like, well, now, like, we're married. Like, I need you to also stand up for me because sometimes if I'm in an awkward situation like this, it, it's triggering a little bit. Right. I've been, I feel like I keep getting in these, like, little situations that are, yeah. are kind of blown all out of proportion for no reason, you know? So it'd be nice for the white guy who knows me to stand Correct. up for me. I don't have to say anything. Now, if on my own, I'm going to handle it. Sure. It's going to get handled, but, like... I mean, but then you're like, well, how how would I have expected him to handle it? Is then the question, right? right? Like, what would have been the best way for him to handle that situation? Right. Because like you said, you don't want to get too upset. You don't want to ruin everybody's right. night. But at the same time, it's like you still need to address it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just addressing it and, like, do it in the, the most responsible way. Right. Um, it doesn't compromise your character at all, you know? So what about what about other people with your relationship? Like, have, have your friends ever said like, "Oh, Kristen, like you need to be with a black man," or told him like, "Oh, Jared, like you need to be with a white man." Like, yeah, has anyone close to you guys ever made a comment like that? No, um, I think that. People were very quiet about it. Mm-hmm. I can tell my grandmother at first was kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. I can tell. And the, she's but from she Alabama, right? She came around. She um she didn't ever say anything. I think I think they may have said something to my parents and my mom kind of like hinted at it. And I was like, whatever, fuck them. But um, she's come around since then. She loves Jared. Um, but, uh... But it was like those little things. It was never said directly. Now, people who did say things directly to me it was like when I was working at the, the Boys and Girls Club. Um, we and me and Jared were engaged at the time. My coworkers would be like, "Why are you with the white guy? Like, what's the deal? Whatever." And you know, it was really interesting. Was the kids? I had third grade girls. You know, they don't have a filter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like. Miss Kristen come to, to class and her hair fucked up. They gonna tell me my hair look fucked up, like right. for real. Especially um, little black kids, cause they know. <laughs> yeah, and they were all black. I didn't have no, I didn't have any white kids in my class. They were all black, and I had thirty of them. Okay, well, that's um, a lot. It's overwhelming. There was one day, like they were asking me, like, can we see a picture of your fiance? And I showed them. And they're like, why is he white? Like, they said and that. Like, and I had, and that was like a really, it was a teachable moment. That was probably the first time they'd ever seen an interracial couple. Right. 
Right. You know, south side of Valdosta is very black. Valdosta is uh, segregated, kind of like Chicago is, but it's a defining line is the train tracks. Yeah, Tuscaloosa is the same way. Tuscaloosa is very segregated. Honestly, yeah. other than outside of the university bubble, Tuscaloosa is a very black city. And then you go across the river into Northport, which is like the next city over, and it's like that's where all the white people live. Right, but Valdosta is like a very much like it's a small town, but it's it's pretty like it's it's large like in scale, but where the people are, it's it's small. Right. So the the train track, like as soon as you try, like you cross over that train track, that's where the white people are. As soon as you cross over that train track, that's where the black people are. Right. And it's so it's so obvious. There's two different boys and girls clubs in Valdosta. There's the north side. And there's the South Side. And I worked at the South Side once, and I had all the black kids, and they were asking, like, Miss Kristen, why are you with the white guy? And I'm like, well... And that, that was a moment where I was able to teach people, like, you know, you can be in an interracial relationship. It's okay to love somebody of a different race. But they, they've been conditioned, maybe not even conditioned, but, like, they've never seen it. Or maybe their parents tell them, like, you know, don't fuck with white people. Because there are black people say that oh yeah no i have i have plenty of black people that like just don't really fuck with white people it's not anything personal it's just like they just don't understand me they make me feel uncomfortable they just don't get it so yeah i've i've i have those friends too so yeah and i and i and i had i don't really have friends like that like i made sure my circle was people who were accepting but it was my co-workers who questioned me and the kids who I was, you know, who were under my, my, uh, I was about to say control, like I control them. <laughs> I mean, like supervision. <laughs> <laughs> right. But those were the people who were questioning me, and I saw them all the time, and they asked me, like, where's, or Jared might bring me a sub sandwich, you know, in the middle of the day so I could eat something. Is that your white man? Like, <laughs> why is that white man here? Why is yeah. he bringing you sandwiches? Like, yeah. so many questions. Why is he bringing you sandwiches? <laughs> so okay so like does it now that like you are married to jared and everything does it make you uncomfortable when when black people make those comments about white people you know um, no no because i understand where that comes from okay i totally get it like i'm not going to question it and i'm not going to really correct it what bothers me is when people question my relationship because right. I'm going to defend my relationship, period. Right. Because period. I love this man. Right. We're a team. He's We're a partnership, you right. know. I'm not going to let nobody fuck with my, my teammate. Right. Especially know? just because he's white. Like, you don't know him. You don't know what he does for me, how he supports me, and vice versa, you know, so. Right. You don't have any leg to stand on other than the fact that he's white. Like, we're, we're beyond that, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. So that's where it comes from. And then, like, you know... And even though I don't agree with his family's, like, you know, political views, maybe, or, like, maybe how they see certain things, they can't fuck with his family, grandparents, his grandparents, and my grandparents are friends, mm-hmm. somehow. They're two different people, I swear to God. Right, from two but very different worlds. Very different worlds, but his grandfather and my grandfather were both in the military. Okay. And they can connect on that level, yeah. and they're so cool. So anytime Jan and Mike, that's that's Jared's um, parents, come over, and they don't bring Barbara and Vince as his grandparents, they ask my my grandma asks, "Where's Barbara? Oh my gosh! Like you know, like she wants Barbara to be there." Right. 
So like it's it's got deeper than that. Like I, I can accept differences and those things, but I know it's all love at the end of the day. Right. And you want a support system that loves you. And they support us and they love us and that's all that matters. Right. So what so, what would be like yeah, your advice for people like that maybe don't understand or like need to need to like have like more of a sympathetic view to like interracial relationships like what's something that you would say to that person that is like turned off I guess by by the interracial couple um relationships are very much um situational when you're in a situation and you can't help who you fall in love with or who you make connections with so it it goes deeper than color and i know it's hard to see on the surface because that's all you can see is the color right if you don't know people and you see like a white man walking with a black hand hand blocking black hand a black woman hand in hand that's all you see is a white woman and a black man you have to understand that it is deeper than that and it's not surface level skin tone you know when i wake up in the morning i don't see and I, I'm not saying I don't see color. That's I hate, I hate it when people say that. Yeah, it's, it's good to see color. But I don't see him as a white man when I wake up in the morning. When I wake up next to him, I just see him as my person. And that's all we, That's all anybody wants is a person that they can connect to on that level who loves them unconditionally and that you can do life with. And I couldn't see myself with anybody else. Like He is the person that I want to do life with. And I love him. So there you have it. Like right. in, in any in, in any interracial relationship, that's what you have to think about. Like, you know, I didn't wake up like I'm gonna go find myself a white man today. You know, like that wasn't <laughs> how I. <laughs> that's not how that happened. Right. This man came into my life. We hung out a few times. I saw he was cool. He asked me for coffee. I said sure. He asked me on a date. I was like okay. And then he asked me to be his girlfriend. I said let's let's try it. Aww. And it was the best decision that I ever made. Right. So, yeah. Well, well, I feel like I'm so happy that you guys are, both of you are in a situation where your families are supportive, you know, because I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh, the white family won't love you. But like, there are definitely black families that would still have the same issue, you know what I mean, with yeah. dating interracially. So for both of you guys, I feel like you guys are blessed in that sense to not have to have that like extra pressure on you, you know? Exactly. Because that can really put a strain on a relationship when families collide and they clash. Oh, I read a story once. Yeah, I read a story once that was, like, about this interracial couple. And they both had good jobs, like, in, like, corporate America. Like, they were both doing well for themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, the, 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 it was a white man and a black woman. And they had kids and everything. And his family, the white family, did not agree, did not like her, did not want her to come around, did not like the kids even. Like, the kids weren't even enough for them to say, okay, we'll accept them. And they threatened to take him out of the will. So I guess they were, like, a wealthy family. Um, And they threatened to take him out of the will, and he left her. He, like, was like, look, this is my family. Like, I... I love you, but, like, this is, you know, what I grew up expecting to have, this lifestyle, what I what I wanted out of life was, you know, what my family could provide, and so he left her. Wow. Um, and I just think that, like, there's no way me, like, as a man could ever, like, leave children, let alone, like, the person I fell in love with, but children nonetheless because someone didn't agree with that, you know? 
Like, why is your mindset yeah, not, that's, let's that's build a better future for my kids if my family right. wants to, like, cut me off? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like that's just, like, I don't know. It's heartbreaking. So I've, that I've, is like, so heartbreaking. Right. And, like, especially when there's kids involved. Like, right. That's not their that's fault. Wild. You know, so I'm so happy that you guys don't have to go through that and you're not in those situations. Cause... But hey, like, have this conversation with me again when I do have kids because that's going to be a whole nother level to it. Right. Yeah, because teaching him how to do some black girl hair and. Oh, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the other thing. He, Jared, like, he'll help me twist my hair sometimes. Good. Like, I think that's. I, not even white people, I think. If you're going to have a daughter, like, you kind of need to, like, work your way around it. You know what I mean? Exactly. You got to figure it out. So it'll be that, you know. And then those conversations also are going to have to happen. Like, you know, I'm sure your parents probably had those conversations. Like, hey, be careful in these settings with your skin tone. Do Uh, you know? You know what I mean? Like. Riding around in the car. um, Yeah. Like, how to to deal with the police. and Yeah. How to conduct yourself in, like, very white white environments exactly um those are conversations that we're gonna have to have it's gonna be a little different because we're in a racial relate in our relationship so it's like you gotta have a white and a black perspective going into this child i don't want it to be like i'm very pro-black um but i don't want to be pro-black with my child to the point that they feel anti-white Right, because that's a big part of them too. You know, they can't. Right, they can't you hide can't that, that side of you. <laughs> right. So, but that'll be a whole nother conversation when that we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Type of thing. But, <laughs> it's you know. true. Yeah. So, well, that that's like such a interesting like it adds such a harder level. I feel like to your relationship. You know. Yeah, it's I just an like, extra layer. Yeah. And I feel like not everyone's ready for that. Like, I don't think everyone can handle that extra like part of it you know yeah Um, that's why it's easier to just date within your race because you have that common ground it is an easier thing for sure um but when you love someone you do you do have those hard conversations and you just push through together you know you really have to have that love there to, to do it so right that's really what matters of you guys i'm sure you guys are you have long ways to go you know yeah this is just the beginning so i remember i remember being at the wedding and you made us ushers you know that's the job you give your friends that you want to be involved but they don't have you know too much to do so i was like oh this is nice and matt register was there he's like my favorite human being on the planet i know he's so sweet all right (laughs) Uh, but the wedding was cool i remember like i asked you i was like because we were ushers right and i was like So is there a bride and a groom side? <laughs> and you're like, no, we didn't want it to be segregated. So just sit people anywhere. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. 
Yeah, because I was so scared. That was something I was so scared of, to look out into the audience and see all of, my, all of his family sitting on one side and all of mine sitting on the other, and it's just be like, <laughs> and obviously, like, white side and black side. Right. That would have that would have devastated me to see that. That's why I was like, nah. You just sit wherever you want. But I don't think, like, there was no point where the wedding was uncomfortable or I felt like people were being excluded. Like, I felt like it was very well, well, like, diverse, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't feel like there was any, like, awkwardness to the wedding at all. So I think, like, whatever you guys did, it worked. Because I think everyone was, everyone had a good time. Everyone was, you know, dancing and up. Kudos, I I give all thanks to to my mom, my mom, Jackie. (laughs) <laughs> she definitely pulled out all the stops there. She made sure. I told her, she's like, what do you want the most out of this wedding? I was like, I want it to be. I just don't want to look out in the audience and see a white side and a black side. Right. you. And even when we were doing the seating and stuff, she made sure, like, <laughs> everybody was mixed in. It wasn't just family sitting with family. Yeah, because I even think, like, the table we sat at was full of a bunch of different types of people. I think your college friends were there and stuff. And yeah. It was, like, a diverse table, and we had no issues. And you know, I feel like we can get along with anyone, like me, John, Damien, and Matt. Like, I feel like you could take us anywhere, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're pretty easy, so. Um, yeah. But no, I think it was fine. I think that I miss I miss those days where we all used to like hang out, you know. We were all in the same. I place know. And... I miss them too. It was so easy, like just walk down the street. <laughs> right. You know? you know, like now, like we all like live real lives. Damien just moved to New York, and like is living his best life you just you guys have moved into a new house and like you're getting married like i'm in chicago like it's a lot going on so we all have things to be proud of like it's just like wow we're all so spread out but it's just like we we grew up together that love's still there right absolutely very true well thank chris and i thank you for spending so much time with us today and like sharing your your story and your experiences you know it can be hard for people to want to talk about things that were challenging for them uh, so I appreciate yeah. you being open and honest with but, us. But, you know, it's 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 good, like, when you can talk about it, you know, when you get to that point where you can talk about it. And yeah. Like, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, do you have any last words for every, any any of the listeners, any last messages, last takeaways, things that you want everyone to understand as we kind of wrap up our conversation today? Um, uh, just love each other. <laughs> <laughs> True. Start there. <laughs> That's an easy place to start. <laughs> accept each other for who we are and uh, I think we'll be alright <laughs> right. that's very true alright Kristen well thanks work, work. do you want to give your social media do you want sure um, you can follow me on Instagram at KZ Alexandria um, or you can follow my cooking Instagram at Ooh. don't crowd the mushrooms wait I didn't know you had a cooking Instagram so tell me don't cloud the mushrooms I'm sorry don't crowd the mushrooms it's a <laughs> quote from Julia Childs um whatever so she always said to, to not crowd the mushrooms so, so what does that mean mushrooms inside of a sauce um when you saute mushrooms you're supposed to put little at a time oh. you're not supposed to throw the whole thing in there i would have never known i always just throw everything in the pan <laughs> yeah yeah so i that's my instagram is don't underscore crowd underscore the underscore mushrooms underscore <laughs> okay so what are what's your favorite thing to cook you know I'm pescatarian now, so it's like. Oh my gosh! I tried to be a pescatarian for like a week, and I forgot that I was eating pork inside of my um, my dumplings. I'm with I would make food. dumplings when I come home from work. <laughs> I just eat them, and like for a whole week, I was like, so I definitely wasn't being a pescatarian, but it's cool. Um, but yeah, my favorite thing to cook is called tom kha soup. 
it's a Thai soup, Thai coconut based soup, mm-hmm. and um, that's actually my first post on my Instagram. Don't crowd the mushrooms, and it is super good. It has the ingredients. It has everything on that um, Instagram thing, so you guys can go look at it. It's super tasty and it's super healthy. So, and it's very new Instagram, so there's only two posts on there. <laughs> I mean, but, um, they're coming. I hey, see. I understand. Growing your content can be hard. I understand. It is. You know? <laughs> well, I got to try it. Do you post the recipes on there too, so you can try? Yeah, it? I put the recipes as well because you know why hide it? Right. Um, well, maybe I'll like yeah. add some shrimp to the soup or something, and like. That's the thing. Like, it's you could do chicken. Or you could put shrimp. Right. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, being so, like... Whatever protein you want to put in there. Yeah, because it's kind of hard sometimes finding good meals because you get tired of just eating fruits and vegetables all the time. Like right. when you're... Like, especially when you first start, like, going vegan or vegetarian or pescatarian. Everyone's so fucking annoying when I'm like, yeah, I've been trying not to eat meat. And they're like, well, fish is meat. Okay, but you know what the fuck I mean. Like, fish is different than, like, chicken and beef and, like, red meat, you know. Like, okay, maybe I should be more specific and say I don't eat red meat and poultry. But, like, that's just a lot to say, you know. No, pescatarian is is fine. Like, it's just because, like, I, I would totally be pescatarian. I just... I forget. <laughs> it is a commitment. It really, it especially like when you go out with people and it's like yeah. your options are honestly either going to be the expensive salmon on the menu, fried fish and chips, which isn't necessarily good for you, or like their version of an salad. impossible burger. <laughs> right. And or salad. You have to like tell them to like keep the meat off. And it's just like so sad. Yeah, um, so yeah. it definitely is a commitment, especially like when you go out to eat. But being in, like, Chicago, and I'm sure the same is in Atlanta, there's so many vegan restaurants or, like, places that are that have, like, a developed vegan menu that, like, I can eat out most places. Like, I have a breakfast place I go to all the time that has vegan pancakes, and they have, like, all types of, like, vegan French toast, and, you know, like, they have those options. So, like, I feel like I eat normally, so it's, like, it's not too bad, you know? That's really good. It's hard to find vegan stuff where I'm at now in Gwinnett County. Um, it's a very uh, heavy Hispanic population, so there's Mexican restaurants everywhere, mm. but you can't really find vegan options. But there's lots of farmers markets and stuff, so you can get fresh vegetables and everything. Okay, yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, if you're gonna be vegan, you definitely need to know how to cook because you can't you can't rely right. on eating out because you, you'll yeah. be starving. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, uh, you can follow me at those two places. There's more uh, food to come eventually. But yeah, Instagram, KZAlexandria.com. Not dot com. There's no dot com. <laughs> <laughs> KZAlexandria. <laughs> Alrighty. Alright, well, don't hang up, Kristen. I'll be right back with you. But thanks, everybody, for listening, and I hope you guys enj